In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Lord speaks to us today with incredible bluntness, cutting off one's hand and foot, and plucking out one's eye. If these things are a block to your salvation, get rid of them. The structure of the Semitic language can be very graphic and blunt when it is trying to emphasize a point. And so this is why when our Lord is quoted in sacred scriptures, He can sometimes sound very harsh. For example, you might recall in another passage, our Lord said that you will not enter the kingdom of God without hating your mother or father or or in this instance, cutting off your limbs and plucking out your eyes. And so in this passage, our Lord is comparing the major organs or of, the, of the body to the parts of the soul. He uses the parts of the body as a metaphor to the functions of the soul. So let us first look at the hand. The hand is a part of the body by which we reach out and grasp things. Likewise, the soul is meant to grasp and to reach out to God. We are meant to be in union with God. That is why St. Augustine said, Our souls are restless until they rest in God. And so the question presented to us, Today, using this metaphor, is have we spent much of our energies and efforts grasping for things that are finite? Have we placed more of our hope, security, and peace in things that are temporary than on the Lord? Have we unfairly placed our joys and hopes on people who are imperfect? rather than God. So oftentimes, we spend so much of our time and preoccupations with people and things, and not enough time in cultivating our trust and love for God. The foot. The foot is a part of the body that takes us along a particular path. It's a manner by which we get, we get from point A to point B. As Christians, we are meant to always walk in the path of Christ. The question is, do we? Or have we gone down a hundred different paths that may have led us to worldly success, to wealth, honor, and power, but at what expense? Perhaps at the expense of our own relationship with God. I have seen this path taken, for example, by many millennials and members of the Generation Z. I'm very familiar with that age group because it encompasses the majority of the students that I have taught in the last 20 years. Many of them are very good and fine people, but God has clearly taken a lower priority to one's career, goals, and personal choices. For many of them, the fourth commandment is optional. You can be excused from your church obligation as long as you have a good enough excuse. 
We have lost the virtue of the fear of the Lord. And we have deluded ourselves to believe that there are no eternal consequences for ignoring the commandments. And lastly, the eye. The eye is the part of the body in which we recognize beauty and goodness. It is also the organ by which we recognize one another. We are designed to seek after and look for God. And so, have we spent much of our lives looking at the wrong places? Have we allowed ourselves to be enticed by the false beauty and false promises of this world? And are we willing to pluck out our eyes spiritually to abandon our many preoccupations that may have given us pleasure and even purpose and replace our need for God? Similar to the paths we have taken in life, our personal goals, perspectives, ideology, agenda, politics can sometimes stand in God's way. These things have a tendency to take a life of its own. They can distract our gaze from God. They look important and they might be important, but they might also actually dis distract us from what God is calling us to do or to be. Even if we think we are doing the right things, it may not be what God intends or wants from us. And so it's important that we learn how to discern things carefully. There are many options out there, and it's important that we ask God in prayer to reveal to us what He truly wants from each of us. So oftentimes, we decide on impulses, on reactions, and our own prejudices. We readily dismiss certain things or certain people because it's out of our comfort zones. Or we place ourselves, we, we remove ourselves from new ideas. And this can sometimes slow down, if not prevent spiritual growth. Do you want to know what is probably one of the most dangerous expressions we can use? We've always done it this way. This is the way we've always done things. Now, I'm not knocking routines. I love routines. I'm a person of routine, and they are very, very important. But you and I know that very often in life, we are asked to step out of our routines and our comfort zones. And sometimes it is precisely during those times when God wants to stretch us and wants us to grow. Growing in holiness and virtue is rarely a passive activity. Many times it involves that we are molded like a Play-Doh. We're shaken and challenged to the core. So yes, cutting off our hands, our limbs, and plucking out our eyes are all very physically graphic. But they serve a spiritual meaning a meaning that can incite and encourage spiritual growth. A growth that we don't have to do alone, fortunately, because God is always there right behind us to catch us, or if we fall, to clean and bandage up the wounds. 
We might get all banged up at the end of the day, but you'll at least keep your hands, your limbs, and your eyes intact. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.